You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. It's the after laugh, after laugh. Welcome to the after laugh, after laugh, after laugh. <laughs> after laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead, pull up a chair. <laughs> Hey, it's Bill Dawes here at the After Laugh in my undisclosed location by the Laugh Factory. And I'm here with uh, a, a guy I don't know that well who has been blown up the comedy scene uh, recently. I really like watching his stuff. I just saw him tonight. Well, thank you. And it's uh, Nemer. Thank you, sir. Now, now, let me ask you, your your full name is what? <laughs> it's Nimmer Abu Nassar. Were you ever, as a comic, did you ever go by your full name? Yeah, uh, until I came out here. And you came out here and you were like, you I know was what? like, yeah, well, I started with my full name. Yeah. But it, it, would, never, it would never end well. <laughs> Every just, host would be like, give it up for Nimmer Abu Nassar. And I was like, you know what, it's just Nimmer. And people probably call you, like, they fuck every name still, right? Yeah. Nimmer gets fucked up. So it, it, the fact that Nimmer is hard for a lot of people. Well, because Faisal introduced you tonight as... Nemer. 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 It's yeah. Nimmer, if Nimmer. you want to pronounce it properly, which makes it a disaster. But <laughs> yeah, the closest that... would be like Nimmer. But yeah, people say Nemer. I've got Nemer, Nemra. And also, that's a weird constant cluster for, for English speakers. There's no vowel. Like, there's one, the Nemer, there's no like A or, there's nothing that makes sense in the name. Yeah, yeah. What, my, uh, my sister-in-law is Turkish, and her name's B-A-R-I-S. Beris. So I go, oh, is is a sh- so it's British, British, and I go British. She goes, no, no, British. I go British. She goes, no, 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 British. <laughs> so same thing with your name. You're like, is Nimar? I'm like, Nimar. No, Nimar. No, Nimar. I'll never. That's why I never see when I tell people to say it like Nimar, they go like use it like Nimar. It's hard for people to pronounce. I just say Nimar like simmer but hotter. That's yeah, yeah, the yeah, line yeah. I came up with. Yeah, I used good. to say Nimar like dimmer. Yeah. And then this girl was like, you can't keep saying that. I was like, I don't know what else to say. She's like, say Nimmer like Simmer but hotter. I was like, shit, I'm going to take that's that. That's a fucking good line. Yeah. That's good. If you're <laughs> single, that's good. Maybe a good pickup line. Yeah. No, I'm married now, so that, oh, that's okay. gone. okay. There you go. That's we can gone. talk about that, too. All right. So, um, now, I, you know, you uh, you were on stage tonight, and uh, you killed. I, I've oh, never seen you. you not kill. Well, that's very kind of you. Thank you. That's that means right. a lot. And I, I've been looking at your stuff. You, you have uh, seven albums out now? Yeah. yeah. That's really prolific. <laughs> do, do, do you feel that? Do you feel because there are a lot of comics who are like I want to do a I want to do a set like an hour every year and produce a special every year and you're kind of it seems like you've been doing that. Yeah, every year and a half, two years, I'll put I'll put something out. Yeah. Um, I started. Look, when I was because I was out in the Middle East and there was no other comics. Yeah. I started the scene from scratch back in 1999. Oh, wow. And where was this? This I started in Beirut in Lebanon. Yeah. And then I did like the first show in Jordan and Saudi Arabia and Kuwait and in Jordan like uh, in Qatar and everywhere. Yeah. And um, we were doing like illegal shows in countries where you know there's no freedom of speech. Like if you're going to Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Um, but it was insane. The only problem was I never had comics I could hang out with. Or that could do like you could do ten minutes to try out a bit, sure. Or try it out at this club. There were no comedy clubs. There was there were clubs like nightclubs, bars in Beirut at least. Um, you know, so I just tag onto like where bands were, and like while they're setting up their equipment, I'd like try out some jokes. That was the best I could do. So yeah. I had to put out material every year and a half, two years. I had to keep putting out new stuff so that people, because I was carrying the whole scene on my shoulders. For sure. So yeah. now there's a stand-up comedy scene after 15 years. So I left there after 15 years and so came So you were in there performing for 15 years? From 99 to 2014. Then, then I moved out here. Okay. And I was like, okay, so I want to find out if I'm a funny Arab or a funny comic. Now what was, obviously you, you, were you doing your comedy in... English in English all yeah. the time, and there was a big enough English crowd. Was it Dude, every everyone? No, everyone I, speaks. English you right? have to. It's okay. like there are three languages. So in all the Middle East, you have to learn Arabic and English. Yeah. In Lebanon, it's Arabic, English, and French. Yeah. So and there's so much war in the region that the majority of the population was displaced and then came back. Yeah. So a lot of people speak English as their primary language, like myself. Oh wow. So I grew up in San Diego. I went back when I was ten. I don't think in Arabic. I yeah. think I can speak Arabic super fluent. Write it. Read mm-hmm. it. The whole deal but i can't think in it so whenever i do jokes in arabic i'm like translating it's yeah. great that there's a helicopter while i'm talking about being arab so there's <laughs> so uh oh, maybe they can't hear that it's yeah, pretty close. like we got him we got him but uh but yeah so i did it in english and um and we sell out like 10,000 12,000 people shows there so it's like it's a oh, big wow. part of the culture it's and so like, you are just your name alone will bring that many people to and oh yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. did you have that did you have that following 
when you were there the whole time for a long time? When or? I started out, no. You yeah. know, started out from scratch. Okay, yeah, let's let's talk about that. So you were, um, I imagine you didn't think about being a comic early in your life or maybe when you actually, were like in when, high school. Actually, no, when I was like four years old here in America. So we oh. came, we came when I was like a year and two years old, just about. My parents came here to escape the war in Lebanon, uh-huh. and um, it was a really shitty time. Like I don't. Everyone, remember. everyone listens. Like there was a war in Lebanon. Yeah, because no one knows anything. What? About it. <laughs> <laughs> in, in terms of war, it was like a civil war that went on for like generations. Yeah. And um, what I'm, was the nature of the war? What, who was? Fighting? Everybody fought everyone. Was, I try to explain it to people. They're like, "Was it like Muslim, Christian, Jew?" I'm like, "Dude, it was Muslim versus Christian versus Jew, and Jew and Jew against Christian, and Muslim and Christian, and Muslim against Jew against Jew, and Muslim and Jew against Christian." Yeah. It just kept shifting, and that wasn't that. The religious part is bullshit. There is no religious war. It's all resources. So it was really like Saudi Arabia, America, Russia, Europe, Asia, Qatar, Iraq, Kuwait, like every country. It was a battlefield of the Middle East. Yeah, and um, it's always been that way. Even now, when I went back in '93. I've been through like nine or ten different wars. Never picked wow. up a gun. We don't fight the wars. We just kind of hang out and wait for it to finish. It's never about us. Wow. Yeah. So, have you had moments where you've been in like grave danger where you're like, shit's oh yeah, yeah. I've lost friends. I've, Holy I've shit. had my life in insane. Day. I've walked by a place that blew up behind me, like legit, terrible, terrible shit. Yeah. And um, when we came here, it was because of the war. I'm, I'm Christian. My family's Christian. And the reason I bring that up is, in the '80s, the Christians were like, you know our part in the war is over. So they had this belief like now it's more about like the Muslims and the Jews and Israel and whatever. And then the Christians started infighting and then it got to our areas and they were like, okay, you know what? My parents tried as long as possible to stay there. Yeah. And then they were like, we got to get out of here for the kids. Yeah. For sure. So they brought us out to America. We came to San Diego and I have no good memories when I first got here. Cause really? it was so dark. Like, I just remember everything was dark. My parents were never happy. Not because America sucks, because you, everybody loves to come to America, but nobody loves to run away to America. Interesting. Nobody loves to run away from anywhere to anywhere. Yeah, You course. always want to be like, hey, we hey, got some money in the bank. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Yeah. So um, that's a pretty good place to go to when you're escaping, to San Diego. America? Well, San, Diego San Diego is like the best. Yeah. And the fact that I don't have happy memories says how shitty a time it was. But yeah. my first, like, unbridled memory... When I was like four, my parent I heard my parents laughing like I'd never heard them. I'd never heard them laughing. Yeah. I don't have memories of them laughing before this memory. Uh, and it wasn't laughter. It was just insanity. It was hysteria. Yeah. It was like a complete loss of sanity. My dad, who was like the most stoic, stoic immigrant yeah. father kind of dude, just tears. And I walk into their room and I jump on the bed and I start laughing with them. I have no clue what the hell is going on. Yeah. They're watching stand-up. Do you know who they were watching? <laughs> Bill Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes this story really shitty. Uh, it used to be a very endearing story, but now it's become like terrible. It's endearing and ironic. And uh, very ironic. But I mean, it was, <laughs> it was at the time, you know, uh, there's no denying that his comedy was like Of course. Hilarious. Of course. I mean, he's and so legendary. my yeah. parents were... My dad had never seen stand-up. My mom had grown up and spent time in London, so she was very familiar. Yeah. My dad, for him, this was like, can you imagine never knowing stand-up exists and then discovering Bill Cosby Bill as your Cosby, first interaction? Yeah. I think it was himself was the comedy special they oh, were so watching. Oh, so it was like on HBO or yeah, something? Yeah, it was HBO, yeah. exactly. Okay. And um, ever since that moment, I was like, I need to be a part of this, like this oh, wow. energy. As, as was it something like I want to make my dad laugh like that? I want it was, to like. I think it was of... just to be able to see, even as an infant, a child, a toddler, whatever yeah. age that would be, I recognized that there was something that could flip a switch from extreme darkness sure. to insane laughter, and this is the only thing. Like, this is the only thing that had that power. Yeah. And I, was, and I used to tell everyone, when I grow up, I'm going to be a Ninja Turtle or a stand-up comic. Like, those were my things. So you so you knew that stand-up comedy was a thing Yeah, yeah, dude. And then four. I saw um, uh, Dana Carvey. Dana Carvey, okay. And uh, he was doing a show on... So my parents started taping all the... Com- my dad just... All the comedy obsessed. shows, yeah. he would tape them on VHS. And there was this show that Dana Carvey was hosting where he's bringing up other comics. I wish I could find the VH, the, yeah. the cassette tape. I have no idea where it is. But I remember it like so vividly. He did a set about George Bush Sr. going to Japan and throwing up yeah. on the Japanese prime minister. And it was the funniest thing ever. And I memorized it word for word oh, wow. when I was like five. And I'd just go reciting it and tell everybody, like, I'm going to be a stand-up comic. Really? I'd be like, yeah, here. And then I'd do my Dana Carvey thing. 
Then we go back to Lebanon when I'm like 10. So why'd you go back? What was that about? Uh, my parents, so 92 rolls around. And, you know, there's the uh, Operation Desert Storm, the Iraq mm. War. Uh, we start getting phone calls at the house, you know, threatening our lives because we have an Abu Nasar. You fucking Muslims, you dirty Arabs. And we're oh, not wow. even Muslim, we're Christian. But I'm not saying that as if that's a bad thing or a good thing. I'm just saying that, like, you yeah. know, nobody does. It's just blind racism. Sure. We had some rocks thrown through our window because, you know, it was the yellow pages. You could find the address. Wait, so this was happening in San Diego. This was happening in San Diego. Holy we shit. We called the FBI. They changed our number. We've been you know? treated differently at school. Was it something that. Yeah, like it was bizarre. Like, there was a lot of weirdness. You know, America now, you can jump on the internet and if you're confused. You can be like, are Arab, like you can Google, are Arabs terrorists? And then you find out they're not, and you can be yeah. like, oh, dope. But back then, it's like you turn on the news, and it's like these Arabs are like a disease and, you know, extremism. And um, so my parents were like, you know, this just isn't, we don't want our children to be raised in this environment. Of course. Because you know, they're like, we went from one extreme situation to another. They're immigrant parents. They're going to take everything to an extreme. You yeah. had dare say no to drugs. Yeah. So they're like, oh, my kids are going to be junkies. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And they're throwing rocks at us. Yeah. And, uh and they, uh, you know, there's pedophiles and kidnappings and rape. And then on the milk cartons, there's like all these serial killers and shit. And have you seen this child? And um, in Lebanon, believe it or not, despite the war and everything, there's none of that. Yeah, of course. And the war had wrapped around in the early 90s. So we went back. Okay. And uh, when I got back there, the comedy bug never left. And yeah. I found my mom's secret stash of cassette tapes from when she was a kid of like Woody Allen doing stand up, oh, wow. Steve Martin doing stand up, Richard Pryor, like all of these great, com not Richard Pryor, uh, Louis, um, Louis uh, uh, Jesus, not Louis, um, the guy who started it all, uh, Lenny Bruce. Lenny Bruce. Um, and other comics that I don't even know who they were because I, I don't have it. It's just the comedy bits. Yeah. And I would memorize them. George Carlin. Uh, and then. I was like very old school with my stand-up because I had that was my source. We didn't have the internet or whatever. Yeah. Then in '99, I was like, I want to do stand-up. So '99, you made the you said I want to be a professional stand-up. I was like, I want to do stand-up. I just I had to do stand-up. Yeah. I go to university, the American University of Beirut, and I started doing stand-up. So what? Tell them about your first gig. So you you probably had set up yourself. You I hosted a, a concert. You hosted there was a, a three-day concert festival called the Outdoors that they would do every year. I went to the organizer, said, "Let me host," because I was always like a comic in my life like i'd stand outside and then a group of people would eventually gather around me and then i'd just be riffing and it was it, i just talked like that so yeah. it wasn't like an act or anything for sure so the, the organizers of the thing thought i was really funny so i said let me host and i'll do stand up they're like have you done stand up i'm like yeah i do stand up all the time i haven't done shit <laughs> and uh they go okay um you got three minutes in between every act and this is the middle east where the most non-punctual horrible organizers ever yeah just turn on the news and you can tell everything goes to shit there nothing is planned so i'm i prepare like three minutes of material and then um uh, something goes on like a, a mixer or some fuse burns i ended up staying on for 45 minutes wow. that was my first time on stage in front of a crowd of like 300 people 300 people yeah 45 minutes 45 and minutes. you have three minutes written i had three minutes of written so material that crushed crushed, crushed. Like, i walk off i do my three minutes I have the crowd in the palm of my like it was the best and it yeah. was a, a college so I was doing jokes about the rival campus and of you know course. it was easy you know and I was like this is it like as long as I was like my strategy is if they like me the first time I get up then I'll just get off I'll come up with something else yeah and make fun of the band or what you know sure. I, I didn't have any pressure and I turn around to get off and the organizer was like stay on stay yeah, on yeah, yeah. and I said for how long and he said just stay on just stay on until we talk and um so I I stay on and I, I honestly, I think that was maybe the greatest performance of any comedian in the history of the world. That's how it felt. People yeah. were dying every For joke. the whole 45 minutes. For the whole 45 minutes. Bands would go up afterwards. They'd start booing them off, like bring Nimmer back. <laughs> I was a rock star. I walked off. Girls took my number. Oh, like wow. It was amazing. Don't you wish you recorded that? I do. You have it? No, I do wish. Oh. <laughs> and then I remember that I go home and I'm like, I'm a god. I'm a great. Yeah. I'm a natural. This, of is, this of is who I am. Yes, I'm yes. the man. This is what always, I'm supposed always. to do. I'm the best. I come back the next day to host day two. Like the previous day, I showed up like two hours early. Yeah. I was preparing. Yeah. The next day, I'm like. Next day, you show up in a limousine I, with sunglasses. Dude, I showed up. <laughs> right? And I show up like two minutes before showtime. <laughs> I get up on stage like I'm here. Yeah. It's yeah. all good. Yeah. And I bomb. I don't think I've ever bombed that way in my life. Like it was the I ate shit so hard. And I was only on for like five minutes, and I'm doing the same jokes. Same jokes. Nothing. Death. Nothing. And I was why like, do you think that is? Because I was cocky. 
Because you were co- so you think they just didn't the energy they didn't relate to you because you no, came they, in yeah, the- as soon as you put yourself above the crowd that was the biggest lesson I ever learned wow. when I first started as soon as you put yourself above the crowd then you're no longer a part of them yeah and it was over and I and I got and I had to stay on that stage the whole night yeah and you slowly win them back to neutrality but it okay was, well you did that though, I had at least. to yeah. and it was a boot camp and ever since then I'm like I respect the the, the bomb yes. you know yes. like I respect the wisdom you gain from it and uh, that was how it started. And yeah. then it just grew, and then I, I graduated, and I do like a, a club here. I, I you know concert with there. I jump in. I do my set. I was I had garnered a following after a while. Yeah. But I wasn't like a pro. It well, wasn't like was, there's no social media. So no, it's all no, no, word no. of mouth. And, no, and there was no like I never charged anyone to see me perform. Yeah. Um, and then we had this, and then social media became a thing. MySpace. Yeah. And then we had a war in Lebanon, 2005. So in 2005, they assassinated our prime minister. There was a huge rebellion. We pushed the Syrian dictatorship out of the country. And then they began political assassinations. Then we had a war. Like, it was a disaster. And I remember the country was so divided. And I was like, you know what? Stand up. That's yeah. the only thing that can turn this shit around. Is so you, we, you looked at stand up as a, as a, as way, a way to, to actually bring people together, yeah. bring your country together. Wow. Yeah. So I, start, I was like, if you can just go to a place... You know how America is now? That's how Lebanon was in the 90s. Yeah. So what's terrifying about what's going on in America, the polarization, Mm -hmm. the negativity of it is nobody knows where this is headed. But I can guarantee you that if it doesn't stop soon, the long-term effects are going to be felt for generations. For sure. And um, every... You couldn't go anywhere without being bombarded with religious divide, political divide. It was everywhere. All the jokes, all the theater, all the music, it was all religious and political. So I started doing stand-up and stamping my posters with no politics, no religion, one love, like a stamp Yeah, as a oh, brand. Wow. And we would have like, so there was this period of time in Lebanon where they were assassinating all the opposition to the Syrian regime, one by one, car bombs, explosions. And it got so bad that there was this one week I had a show that nobody was leaving their house because they were afraid they'd be caught in the blast because hundreds of innocent people were dying just to get to one person. They'd level a whole neighborhood. And I had a show. And I remember I post on on my, I don't think Facebook had come out yet. Maybe it was, I think it was Facebook still was like 2007? 2006. So this was, was Facebook. It was Facebook? Facebook and MySpace. We had both of them. Yeah, yeah. They were, yeah. I remember I posted and I said, look, I'm doing a show. You stay home like it's not safe the show happens to be in an underground thing which is good yeah um so it's probably safer than anywhere yeah oh sorry brother he's sorry my man he's kidding i think that's amir k hey hey amir k son of a bitch i thought you were real i was like holy shit <laughs> Okay, will you will you will you join us yeah. and talk? Jump in, bro. Okay, I'm going to pause it real quick so then we can have. You uh, <laughs> yes. Here we are with uh, Nimar. We have uh, we have Amir K who's going to uh, say it's, hi, Amir. Hey guys. Amir uh, is Persian, so it's like it's a whole. Uh, well, w- one thing I wanted to ask you for this is I, I don't think a lot of Americans actually know what Arab means because it's sort of. It's kind it of a panacea like any, word for anyone in the Middle East. Afghanistan, Middle East, Persia, Egypt. Like, but t- technically, not they're not Arab. Persians aren't Arabs. Per, are you Iran Arab? is not Arab. So Lebanese are Arabs. Yeah, but a lot you'll meet some Lebanese who are like, we're not Arab, we're Phoenician, but we're Arabs. Yeah, it's it's you know how you have racist people everywhere who hate their own people. Yeah, oh we yes, got, we got that too. Yeah. So um, <laughs> you, you were ta- so he was just telling us he, there was a, a war was. Breaking oh, yeah, like, out. You so, were in civil oh, war. We, we no, not civil war. It was civil uh, Syria. We no, we pushed Syria out, and they got okay. pissed off. So they're like, "We're going to kill everybody." Yeah. Um. So I do this comedy show, and in I a, say, in "Don't a bunker." You're saying it was technically a bunker. Yeah. It was. It was a. Bu- it was originally a bunker that turned into a night. <laughs> that originally turned into like a, like a, a cabaret, and then became a heavy metal club. And that, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. It is actually. And, uh, and I was doing a comedy show at the heavy metal stage of it. And um, I said, you guys don't have to come out. You know, stay home, stay safe. But I'm going to be there if anybody, like, wants to escape from all this bullshit and you want to grab a drink or whatever, like, we'll hang out. Which is probably the best advertisement you could possibly do. That's, I, I wasn't thinking of it that way. I really yeah. thought nobody was going to come out because I, I worked with a radio station at the time. They had, like, the 80s night, which was, like, this sold-out show. every, And they had no bookings. Like, it was dead. Mm-hmm. And then, like, 800 people show up in this club that fits, like, 250 people. stay Stay home don't come out like i'll just be there if you want to grab a drink yeah and no but it was just like people wanted the comedy because they knew it was like we'll get together instead of 
all of, of this. Of course, yeah. We can do this where it's about unity and shit. So that yeah. was like the beginning. And that was your own show that you kind of produced and created yourself. Yeah, there was nobody Just else. No bands. No, no, no. no. You know, promoters. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, it wasn't me like with a and band. And so from there, you got a following and you started doing more well, and more Well, by that time, I had like already started getting a following where people were, I had the audacity to charge them three bucks. Yeah. I remember like tickets to see me were three bucks. And then one day, the, the <laughs> Dude, three bucks. Do you know what the most insulting shit was? I was three dollars is five thousand Lebanese pounds. Yeah. So I was like five thousand Lebanese pounds. You, you know, come and watch the show. And then the club owner was like, "Hey, like we need to make some more money. Can we make it seven thousand five hundred Lebanese pounds, which is five bucks?" Yeah. And I was like, "Sure. What's the difference?" Yeah. And like. We lost so people were like five bucks. Who the five fuck bucks. do you think you are, yeah. Shakira? And I was like, Jesus, cut me some slack. So it was still the humble beginnings, but it was, for lack of a better term, that where it began to blow up across the Middle East. And then, uh, then I came back here. Amir, when did you come here? What year? 2014. So I met Amir in in Qatar, in Qatar. Yeah, yeah, on that tour, right? In like 2000. And what was the store? 14. Um, we were doing a show called the United oh, Nations. Abu Dhabi, right? Yeah, we started in Abu Dhabi. Was it, yeah, Abu Dhabi, and then we go to Qatar, the United Nations of Comedy. And uh, the organizers had brought, you know, me from the Middle East and, and uh, Amir K, who's Persian, but from America. And it was like the United, you know, and you had an American, so I, like Mo Amr. Aaron, Aaron Cater was there. It was a really cool group. I meet Amir. Uh, we exchange contact details. I come here, and shout out to this man. When I first came to LA, like, I'm a huge deal in the Middle East, but nobody yeah. knows who the hell I am That's here. Everybody who comes to right? L.A. Which yeah. is fine. That's why I came out here. Yeah. Was to, to be nobody so I could see if I'm a good comic. Amir was the first guy to, like, show me around. Like, he took me to the Comedy Magic Club, the Improv. No, no, dude. And I appreciate that. And it wasn't just me. I heard stories from other people. Like, this one guy, I don't want to call him out. I don't want to say his name. In case, but, but go ahead. But, no, no he, I heard good <laughs> stories. I mean, this is a good story. I don't want to say it in case he doesn't want – he wants to say it himself. But um, he told me how when he first came out here, he meets Amir K. And Amir gave him his mattress because he was like – Wow. Yeah, he told me, he's like, he's like, Amir gave me, <laughs> Amir called me up. He's like, I got this really dope mattress because he knew he was sleeping on a couch. And like, so, you know, shout out to Amir because uh, wow. that's, uh, that's genuine shit, man. So thank you, bro. Yeah, that's really cool. I get to witness this. this yeah. uh, so I'm glad he dropped in so I could uh, kiss his ass yeah. a bit as a thank you. <laughs> <laughs> he's a good guy, man. That's rare in this town, right? I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so, like you said, everybody's mm -hmm. like, fuck it. Oh, here's another guy. Here's a, what? I see a lot of <laughs> By the way, we, uh, we, uh, we have Amir K here. We have to introduce him. Cause What's up, guys? Yeah. He just has set. How'd your set go at the Laugh Factory, buddy? It was all right, man. It's a full house. That's always nice. Yeah. On Thanksgiving. That's, yeah, dude. That's always great, and right? And that place is one of the best rooms in the fucking country. Period. Full. Yeah, yes, I mean, and, and if it's full, it's just if like If it's another, full, it's yeah. legendary. Yeah. And you just were murdering from the get-go. No. Yeah, you yes, were. you were. No, I wasn't. Yes, you were. We were there. Shut the fuck up. We saw you. With the humming, 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 humming. That's fucking killing it, bro. No, man. It was. They were really cool. They were. And you, you were right. Dude, you got a guy so to stand like, up and give you a high five in the middle of your set. That was. <laughs> the guy, dude, that, that guy was so Why weird. Did that give you a high five? I don't know, he man. Was he was feeling so it though, but he, he was. was I think he was on general. Molly or some shit because he was like not laughing. Yeah, he just like he put his hands up like fucking and wave his hands like we were at a fucking Tiesto concert. Yeah, he did. That's so true. He was like doing this like pumping his hands and I was like dude what the fuck and then at one point he got up which kind of was like I was like what the fuck's happening with this guy and then he just gave me a high five yep. I was like yeah. cool yeah <laughs> and so uh let's let's talk to Amir about like your your, your origin story well, I don't what? think my mic's on dude your mic is totally on look at this speak hello boom say again say again boom all right, cool. That would be really fucking <laughs> funny, though. It's like, so Amir, tell us about you. I know the studio doesn't look very professional, but it works. Oh, you got a it Mac, bro. Um, yeah, you just leave your equipment right out here. If anybody, want, if anybody wants free equipment, <laughs> Bill leaves his shit out here. What's your address? Undisclosed locations, so they don't know where it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, now you're from America, right? Where are you from? No, right? I was born in Iran. You were like, born in Iran? Yeah, yeah, I came when I was five. I thought you guys were listening to my set. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking great. No, no we'll uh, just do the first five minutes and leave. That's what yeah. you do with the comic, right? Yeah, hey, no. man, great set. And they, great you, set. You killed him, yeah, bro. Yeah, you yeah, read from the first five minutes. Okay, so you were five and you moved here. Yeah, yeah, we came because uh, after the revolution. So 79 was a revolution, and then um, then there was the Iran-Iraq war. Yeah. So that's why my dad brought us because it was just too fucked up, you know, similar situation. Yeah, so we left. Sounds, it's so crazy because in America, obviously, we've never really. I well, because war is not war here. It's like there's never been when war. it's, it's war, war. It's like real shit. Like I remember, um, you know, we would have like the, the they would have the the 
alarm for the bombing and shit like mm-hmm. that. So it, it would sound off, and then everyone would run to their basements, you yeah. know, like little bomb shelters. So you and shit. remember? I remember the like five. traumatic shit from that. Like I remember the reason we left was because our old landlord, their building got bombed and they lost a kid. And my dad was like, "Fuck this shit, dude. Let's get the, you know, let's get out, let's get out of here." It was too, it was too close because we would. Yeah, when I was five years old, we came. So that's 1986. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you came to where? We moved straight to Southern California. Is yeah. that L.A.? Nope, Orange the city of Orange. The city of Orange. Yeah, which is in, or- in Orange, Orange County. County. Orange yeah, County. it's like in the in, it's like maybe 20, 30 minutes inland. That was your experience because I don't know what year. So this is ASX, and you were you were here eighty five, pretty 85. much the same. Yeah, yeah, same year. So uh, uh, Nimer. <laughs> I love how he's been, he's been getting better. Nimer. 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 He says it with such anger. Did yeah, you, yeah. Did you Nimer. feel when you were in school, did you feel any kind of anti-Middle Eastern sentiment when you were growing up? Did you mm. feel based on like when you were... I don't think so. I mean, every now and then maybe I'd hear something and just like some fucking racist dude, but not in school, I don't think. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, not from the kids. Yeah, like I felt like I was pretty whatever, you know, like we had adapted quite well, like as, you know, from being a little kid. So I wasn't like, if I had an accent or something like that, maybe I would, you know, yeah, some more, but I, you know, I kind of And what was your school along. like? Was it, was it like a public kind of very- I went to public school, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it was just like whatever. And we started in a school- where it was a lot of like Hispanic and, sure. and the Vietnamese at the time because they had just all come from you know the Vietnam War shit like the yeah. now their kids are coming to the schools you know so it was a lot of Vietnamese kids and just everybody all different you know ethnicities that's why in my act I'll talk about that and like yeah, how I think right. I really do a lot of voices and shit because that's how I learned how to speak English I mimicked the kids talking and that's how I learned how to talk yeah your uh, was it your Chipotle. <laughs> no, it's Bob, one of my favorite bits. Oh god, like, yeah, I love that. I, that's still one of my favorite jokes. Probably one of the one first, first jokes. Bits, right? One of my first bits and, and one of my kills. favorites. I fucking love it, dude. It's it is just so, an incredible fucking joke. It's yeah. just uh, different. It's fun. And if I need to get out real quick, I'll usually do that at the <laughs> yeah, end. Yeah. And just be like, all right. It's always great when you have a have a joke. That's how long have you been doing stand now? Um, t- February will be ten years. Ten years. Wow. Yeah. Ten years. Yeah. With all due respect, you're more. I didn't think. I thought it was much more. Oh no, I started when I was 27. So really, yeah, yeah. But it, dude, I mean, you know, but starting in LA, why, why I feel like you, I feel like starting in LA though, you get thrown to the wolves a little bit quicker than you yeah. know, like if you're anywhere else, like small town. What do you mean or, you get thrown to like wolves? if you're in, a, you know, like I've been to some of the because there's more opportunity to get up here, mm-hmm. so you grow a lot faster. Plus, you're with like the fucking big dogs, so you're like, oh shit, I got a lot of work to do. So you're not like, you know, you're going up, up once game. a week. You know, some yeah, of these yeah. places I go, the guys like, yeah, we have an open mic here, and we go once a week, and you know, so Wisconsin. I was doing like two, three sets a night, so. That guy's month, you know, I was doing like I was a year ahead of him yeah. in sure, one month, sure. you know. That's like, true. And so you why'd you start? Sorry, yeah, go ahead. But why? Yeah, what, what? What made you? I didn't know this. What was it at 27 that you were like, I got to stop doing whatever you yeah, were, what doing? were you doing? I oh, well, I was doing real estate appraisals. This is so funny. I was like, fuck, I'm not gonna tell this story again on a podcast. <laughs> like I'm I said, sorry, no, I'm no, it's all good. No, it's all tell good. It a different with a twist. Yeah. So my family was killed by Batman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I so do. I go, fuck it. No. Um, it was this, you know, I, I always was, you know, doing like stand up and shit in school. I would do it. My buddy Brian's sitting actually right here who I went to school. Brian, with you want my jacket, bro? <laughs> I have, wait, I have. Wait, I have. Dude, trust me. Like, it's a Brian, good jacket, dude. Hold on. It, Look how nice these keep comics talking, are. Keep, keep talking. Keep talking. All right. Keep telling. I've got to get something for your friend. No, no, it's all good. Now it's weird that you're not here and I'm just telling a story to a chair. I'm hearing you. Yeah, yeah. So whatever, dude. You know, I was always class clown bullshit, like in in school and stuff like that. And then, um, and I always wanted to do stand up, but you know, the middle, the same shit. Like the background, it's like it, your parents tell you so long, like you know, go to school, be a doctor, be a lawyer, blah blah blah. Get your degree, get your then, degree do you then, want. then or whatever. So it's like you know, and I, I could have done whatever. I could have started way earlier. I'm sure it wouldn't have fucking made a difference. But I would make excuses and be like, no, I got to do this for my parents, blah blah blah. Yeah. So I would go to school and stuff. It's supposed to like you know, I went to UCLA and instead of like transferring there in the theater department, which I would have loved to do, mm-hmm. there's some performance type shit. Um, I went as a history major and with poli sci to say tell my dad like, oh, I'm gonna go to law school or some shit, yeah. you know. But it was all bullshit, and I made excuses. So I did it like a couple times when I was 18. I did stand up at an oh, open mic. So you got a taste of it. Yeah, and then that, at then I was like, when you were in school, I was 18. I just moved to like from Orange to Newport Beach with my these I had these older cousins that I, I love and I lived with, and um, I was kind of on my own there. So I'm like, fuck it, dude. I'm away from you know my dad and shit. I could just do whatever. So I went to found out that there was an open mic. Did this five minute set, and I was like, I fucking was hooked. And you'd written it down. You'd- oh, dude, I rehearsed the shit, and I fucking did it. And I was, uh, and yeah, I went there a couple times with my brother's fake ID. It was at a bar, this bar called Chester Drawers in Costa Mesa or Newport Border. 
And um, I had to use my brother's ID to go inside so to go up as him, <laughs> you know. So they're like, <laughs> so, so yeah, like so good. yeah. And then because I was like, so nervous, I'm like, they're gonna find out because I was like scared to even fucking you know go in there. Damn. And then there was nobody in there. You know, it was open yeah, yeah. mic with like three guys that were just drinking and didn't know a show was happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but it was like I was like, oh fuck, this is great, man. This is so fun. I did but you it. Loved it still. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, and I was like, this is great. But then I'm like. It was so weird because I was like, fuck, this is it. But then that fear of like, oh, what if I really get into it and I'm not that good? You know what I mean? You mm -hmm, always sure. have that in the back of your head. Mm -hmm. So I did it a couple of times and then and then school stuff was happening. Like I was in junior college at the time at Orange Coast College. So I was like, fuck, I got to do the school thing and transfer. So I got to get my grades to go to because I was a fuck up in high school, you know, and just and then I went to Orange Coast College to get my shit together to transfer to UCLA. So I did that and I was like, all right, now this is for my parents. So when I went to UCLA. I had met some guys. Max Amini actually really was, was there at the time. Yeah, okay. I, yeah. He had, he was there. He was in the theater department, and I was like, and my buddy Romeo, who was like one of my really good homies, was in the theater department. He's like, dude, this guy, he's Iranian too. You should meet him. He does stand up. And I'm like, no shit, I want to go. You know, like let's meet. We met. So cool. I love Max. He was so great, and he had, he had moved to the states like way after had me. Been, had he been doing stand up? He time? just had started. Okay. So this was like in 2004, you know, mm -hmm. and so or earlier, maybe 2002, 2003, something like that. So we meet. And then, and, and then he takes me to an open mic, and it was the Rainbow Bar, and I'm like, holy shit, this is fucking awesome. And I, all I have is the five minutes from years ago. <laughs> so I do that five minutes, and I'm like, oh shit, this is cool. But I keep getting a little taste of it. And then while I was at UCLA, I enrolled in an improv class. Like, uh -huh. not an improv class, but it was at the, it was called the Ultimate Improv. I went and, like, auditioned for their college troupe, and uh -huh. I, I got into the college troupe, so I would do that. But like once a week, you know, just to get that little fucking. Mm -hmm. And are you telling your your parents about this? Or no, I didn't even tell them about. Them, yeah. No, I didn't tell them that I was doing that. Yeah. And then you know, but whatever, getting my grades, I got my diploma, and then and then went and started a real estate business because I was like, let me make some money first. All my buddies were making money. Yeah, yeah. That whole bullshit. But I'm you weren't stamp at the time when you started. No, 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 no. And then so I did that for fucking ever, and then I made a bunch of money. I bought a condo. I had like fucking whatever, and then when the market tanked and like. 0708 I was like fuck I just left with my girlfriend at the time moved up to LA she got a job here and I just um, I uh, I was like I'm gonna do stand up did you leave and, real estate or did yeah you I left but I, I still had the my condo that I had okay. but I couldn't pay my mortgage Every I lost all my business in like 70% of my business in a wow. month it was all subprime lenders that I was doing their appraisals for and I sorry if I'm rushing it. I just no, told no, the story. Right. Real I know you've told the story. Yeah. And so, so you move up your girlfriend, who, and you're like, I'm going to move to L.A. Yeah, and we live literally up. right there, dude, right across from Laugh Factory. Like her her uh, her mom had got us a, con a, a apartment there, and I was like, this is great. You know, she's fucking. Her mom's like got us this apartment, so I can like live off the money I was getting from my condo because I wasn't paying my mortgage anymore. Yeah. I just said, fuck it, let it go. I'm yeah. starting comedy. Yeah. And so in a way, it still took me a year to like get the balls to go and start. And then the first place I went to was the Rainbow Bar, back where Max had taken me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, and yeah, 2009, I started. Um, yeah, February 28th was the day. Was the day you did? I go back and I do, yeah, start. So yeah. what was your first paid gig? So when did that sort of transition from? I don't even remember. You know what's funny is the big one was Ron G. Shout out to J Ron G because he fucking got me a gig. I was like maybe like three months in, but he, we'd really? see each other at the haha -ha all the time. And he was like, dude, you're funny, man. Like, um, can you, are you available this date or whatever? And I'm like, yeah, cool. I'm like, I didn't even know it paid. He goes, yeah, it pays 500. I was like, excuse what me? What the fuck? I go, what? <laughs> and he goes, it pays 500 bucks for 15 minutes. I probably had like eight minutes, five minutes at yeah, the time. Yeah. You know, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, I'll do it. And it was at the MacArthur Air Force Base, dude. And it was like... Oh, it was a military game. Yeah, so I remember telling my brother, he's like, dude, great. Now you're getting paid at comedy. And then like not knowing that I wouldn't get a something like that for another like fucking three years or something yeah. you know two years or three years or whatever yeah how'd that get go it was actually great man it was really good i don't remember exactly the thing but it was like in a little and i was so used to doing bar shows and shit so yeah. it was kind of set up like that so i i was able to do decent in there i guess yeah but you know it wasn't the optimal setup for comedy mm -hmm. but we did it and they did pay so it was fucking pretty crazy so that was your first paid gig and then from there you uh, but it wasn't like you know how it is. You do a billion gigs. Like now, when I get paid yeah. to do a weekend or something, it's all back pay for all the shit gigs we did. You know, <laughs> that is it the makes sense. Fucking like shit I've heard in my every life. show you did for nachos and shit. Yeah. Now you're getting that money that yep, you, you for know, exposure. Yeah, that work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that work that you did all go get you get paid in it. In and when did run. you first start breaking into the the main clubs in L.A.? Well, I started at the Haha. Ha. I worked for free to get up on the open mic and shit. Made yeah. a deal with the owner there, and um, and I would just go there every day at five, dude. And my girlfriend at the time—that's why we broke up—is because I was gone every yeah. day. She'd get yeah. home from work at six, You're and out. I'd I'd be gone. Yeah, and then, and then it just she goes, "You got to go every night." And I was like in love with the shit. I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, it's every night." And yeah. then 
Yeah, I remember her mom came, like they came to visit one time and they were like, she was getting really frustrated with me starting to do it. And she was like telling her parents and I guess uh, dinner one night was at Vivoli right across the street. Uh-huh, and, yeah. and she goes, what if you don't make it? Like, what if it doesn't work out? And I just got up and left. I just couldn't. Oh, wow. At the time I was like, yeah, fuck this. And then shortly thereafter, I just moved out of that apartment, lived on my buddy's couch, this dude, Rudy, um, one of my college buddies actually from UCLA. And yeah, let me crash on his couch and shit for a while until I got my own place. Damn. With uh, another comedian from the Haha, this dude, that Jason McLeese. That, that is a level of commitment to stand up and to your belief in yourself as a stand up that I definitely don't know if I've, I've ever had myself. Yeah, you got to I mean, man. dude, because yeah. I just knew at that point, I'm like, dude, fuck it. And, fuck if it. I, and I'm going to let everything go. I'm not even going to worry about my credit score, none of that shit, because when yeah. I do come around and I'm willing to put the, this ain't a like, you know, quick thing. I'm going to be in this motherfucker for a long time. So I don't give a fuck. And I did. I just, I let everything go. The condo got foreclosed. The, the fucking girl. came, sold the car. Yeah. Everything. The chick was gone. Yeah. And then I would just live off my um, condo until eventually I started to have my own show and that's how I would make money doing stand up. So what was your own show? Your first, show? I had a show at the haha called so funny Sunday. Uh-huh. Um, and that was Jack gave me that so I'd fill the room he's like you know buddy you have your own show I'm like alright cool so I'd make phone calls for Sunday every day I'd go in at 5 and call people and say you want tickets to the Sunday show and get so pack this shit out oh brilliant and then and uh, yeah and so he put he's like I'll put you on the marquee that was like the thing so then that's why my, the name became Amir K actually as a part of oh, okay. that really? sort of, I, would, I was going up as Amir at first you know just like give it up for Amir at the open mic no one would just bother with the last name and shit and yeah. I was like I don't give a fuck and then and then they went to put my name up on the marquee. So funny Sundays with Amir K or Kamiab, and it would just it doesn't fit. it just doesn't fit. So <laughs> then it just was up there, and, and Jack's yeah, like, "Look, right. it's like this. Here you go." And I go, "Oh, that's great, Jack." But and then everyone just started calling me like, "Oh, it's Amir K. It's Amir K." People name. people would ask, be yeah, like, "It's a catchy ass name." For people sure. would ask like, "Who's that?" You know. And then eventually people go, "Oh, this is Amir K. This is Amir K." So then it just and then I was like, "This is kind of cool. I like it." And it just yeah. stuck. And what would because I feel like in the past couple years. Uh, things have really been taken off for you. Has there been a turning point in the past few years where you'd say... Mm-hmm. I think every year just the goal is just, you know, I mean... like that TV was... That was pretty cool, but it yeah. was like, dude, the grind of the comedy thing has just been constant, you know, always. So it's like, I just didn't want to... You know, I was... Because people would ask, and they hate to hear this, like when you go to a meeting or something with the yeah. industry, they're like, and you tell them, I love stand-up. That's what I like to do. I like to do... And they go, oh, immediately they shut down yeah. and go, oh, this guy doesn't want to fucking write He doesn't want to be in a, a TV or film thing or you don't want to write your thing. And it's like. I don't know why, but because they know how long that takes to cultivate and like you know yeah. make money off of you know it's if like just, ever yeah, so they don't bet on you and so I was just like fuck it so I went and had thousands of bad meetings <laughs> you know <laughs> not thousands but you know you have yeah, your whole sure. intro to the town and shit and it's like that, I kept saying how I feel I was like I just love stand up yeah and how was Matt TV for you how was the experience <laughs> of it I learned a lot I learned I mean I think I took over the whole podcast now but um. Yeah, yeah no, which no. is great. It's I wasn't great. on Matt TV. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it was cool to be a part of the institution, you know, and like I just when I booked it, I was like fucking so excited because, dude, yeah. I grew up watching that show like at the time over SNL and shit like that, you know. So, yeah, and it was perfect because, um, you know, I was like, yeah, I, I like I like the sketch world and stuff like that, but I love stand up so much more. And it was that was just an opportunity to be in L.A., you know, stay where mm-hmm. I was already in the clubs and shit. Yeah. Keep doing stand up. Yeah. yeah. Do my thing. And, and it was dope. I, you know, I got to meet a bunch of cool people and, and work on that other skill out, you know, like that other. The improv. Yeah. I guess great. those classes kind of paid off. Yeah. Right. right? Shit. Totally, dude. Um, I, I think I'm supposed to do my spot next door. Oh, shit. OK. Hello. <laughs> where the fuck are you? What's that? When? <laughs> okay. All right, cool. Yeah, all right. All That's right, a bye. great way to end the podcast. It is, right? Get a call. Shit, hey, you're on. You're you got, on now. You got, you got to get off. You got to. Can you guys just keep doing this? Um, well, guys, he's got to go. I feel bad. I got Brian here. I don't want to. Would you guys anymore. talk for another 10 minutes? How about Brian? Because, look, you guys look very Brian, similar. Just, yeah, I don't mean to call you guys out, but you're both white. There Brian, just to stand in. Yeah, guys, just love you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll we do it. Want. Then what do you got to do? You got to just push the button there. Yeah. It, it's recording right now. To stop it, just hit the space bar. Okay, cool. Done. Remember, let's talk about you. So what's yes. uh, what's going on? See you, Bill Dawes. Hey, kill I, it. Stop me if if I uh, if, if you've already talked about this, but <laughs> um, what Brian, say hi, man. You're on the right. You got to say hi. You're hosting the podcast now. Introduce You're yourself. Passing. What's your full name, sir? My name is Brian Nix. Oh shit, dude! Damn, he's giving a, a deposition. Voice, he he kind of owned it, bro. Brian yeah. what? Brian Nix. Brian Nix. Yeah, he got a marquee, and they said Brian, and they added a T, so that's how he got his <laughs> that's name. How he Bryant. Bryant. Yeah. 
No, uh, Brian's one of my like oldest homies, dude. Like for real, my, yeah. From you guys like go to school together? Oh yeah, dude. We've been through a lot. So of shit these together. are. Is, is this one of the friendships where it's like there's no interest whatsoever? It's just got like just fucking friends. What do you mean? Yeah, no, we've had sex a few times. Um, <laughs> didn't work. No, I'm kidding. He uh, he. No, I don't mean that. I mean like when you're older, you make friends. Usually, it's like okay, you met in you know like whatever. Oh yeah, he's like my business. guy. You like, know, like from the day. Yeah, dude. That's always. fucking dope, man. So like we whatever. We hit it off right away, man. How long you guys been friends for? Shit, it's been fucking over 25 years. Wow, man. That's you know? dope, bro. Yeah, it's cool. I don't have too many guys like him, so it's like, you know, pretty cool to How have many friends dude. would you say you have? I got like five. Yeah, I, I got like a guys like that it. that I talk to or whatever, but, yeah. he, you know, definitely be he'll come up here and hang out with me and shit. He's back in Orange County and still. I have so, so much family in Orange County. There's so many Lebanese people down there. Dude, there's tons. Yeah, there's yeah, tons. There's great Lebanese restaurants there. Yeah, this is true. Actually, There's they're tons. horrible. You just wouldn't know. Um, Never. So tell me, what's going on, dude? What? What is? You're killing it, bro. You're fucking everywhere. I'm trying to be as good as you, my friend. Get out of here. Follow Look at the modesty of two comedians. We're having a good time, man. It's That's fun. dope. You look like, dude. Those shows. It's so funny. When I was in Beirut, they were just. I mean, everybody. Like the amount of love that fucking place has for you is insane thank to me. Thank you, man. They, like, I, I like love that rock place. star. If you guys don't know, man, this motherfucker is like. Well, thank a you, my man. Thank you. They loved you out there, by the way. Dude, they, it was so cool, but it's nothing to the magnitude of the shit you do. Like the well, level. Well, if I was promoting. It, it would have. Oh, I know. For it would have definitely been. I'm telling. While we were doing our shows in Beirut, check this out. The show that you did. Yeah. Actually, came to my show in L. A. in October. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I, Iran. Yeah, yeah he's Iran. Cool, dude. And he came Iran, up to me. Cool. Super nice guy. Yeah. Shout out to him. And he came up and he's like, Hey, look, I heard you're the Godfather out there. I'm like, No, man. Oh, yeah. He's like, You might, you know, maybe we could work together. So now I'm gonna be shouting out his shows. Are you kidding? Oh, yeah, that's huge. I didn't know, like, I never even knew dude, you were that going. Yeah, 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 no, because I, I, I texted you. I find you. out, at, you're like, I'm in Beirut. I'm like, you're in Beirut. Did I text you when I was there? I think so. I don't yeah, remember yeah. if you were, when we were there or when, when it was you were wrapping up or no, something. No, I, I remember I was, I was like, like oh, man, enjoy it. And then I go on your social network. I'm like, what the fuck is he doing in Beirut? I'm like, yeah. I haven't even You didn't even know about that, right? I didn't even know there yeah. was this thing called the Hollywood Pop-Up So it was a really, really cool idea, you know, they bring Amazing. it. But it's way smaller venue than, like, something you do. Like, while we were there, just to give you guys perspective who are listening, while we're there setting up our little little club show, <laughs> Nemer's got a fucking 8,000, what is it? Yeah, Seven, 6,000. 6,000 CD, and they walk us by the venue, and I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, it's like the fucking Staples Center, and they're like, oh, yeah, this is where Nemer's playing right after he's having all this shit. And it was just enormous and they were like they couldn't get enough seats like they were like we we're out of seats like the we, were, we had to import uh, chairs from turkey that's, that's insane like there is literally not one chair left in beirut yeah, for we this took out all the chairs that's from funny. the from what was available but um that's so crazy. Pop, comedy club is the coolest shit ever as a dude concept. it's dope because it's a club it's like it's, you're in a it's club like a comedy club setting yeah. up in beirut and I, when i found out about it i was like if I had known you were going to be there, I probably would have jumped over to just hang out. Like, dude, I, didn't even, I wish you would you have. I mean, dude, I wish you would have because it, we we already had so much fun. I was with Byron Bauer, Skylar Stone, and Jessamay Peluso, all very great comedians. And and we, I was like, like dude, were, if we meet with Nemer, dude, he'll show us the, the ins and outs. Oh, my God, dude. Even, How was it? What did you think of the comedy? It was so fun, man. And everyone was so cool. And the food was fucking awesome. You just great. Everything you told me, man. And the people are beautiful, love to have fun. Man, I'm so and, happy you say that. that and they're so there to ha here. like just have a good, good time. time. Yes, dude. They just want to have a good time. And, you know, being Middle Eastern, I felt like I was a little bit home and shit, you know, because yeah. it had that the same warmth. vibe. Yeah, dude. And it was just there. like walking up and down the streets. Me and Byron would go by. And we were like locals. Dude. We, like, right we had like friends <laughs> there. It was cool. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was just a lot of fun, man. And and uh, yeah, I really wish because everyone I talked to, they were just like, oh, my God, you know Nemer? Oh. Literally, they were like, you know Nemer? And they, so cool. like, they looked at me different. I go, yes, he's a very good friend of mine. <laughs> dude, that's just because I've been out there since like forever. Oh, of course. So. But dude, you made a goddamn name and I'm very proud of you. Thank I mean, you, you made man. an impact there. I mean, you brought basically every, the scene every to that whole thing. Who has one name? Nimmer, Amir, <laughs> you know, Bill Dawes. If he just went up as Bill, Bill, Bill D, Billy D. Billy D. His career would skyrocket. Billy even D. Skyrocketing careers. Even yeah. So what's awesome. next, man? What are you doing now? Uh, we just wrapped up. So I had a show called Love Isn't the Answer. Uh huh. And that, like, I took it on tour to a special to end it in a special to end. Well, it's weird because the show ended up. It's become two hours long. Holy fuck! So we're floating the idea of doing it kind of like a. Like a Double more thing? of a theatrical kind of oh cool thing as opposed to like filming it is a bit tricky. So mm -hmm. I don't know what's gonna happen with it. Honestly, I might just release it online. Wow, like film it. Might I have it filmed? I filmed the Beirut show. I might just put it online for free. Yeah, yeah. It's we are in talks to hopefully get it as a special. But you know more than anyone this town talks. Oh yeah, nothing. yeah, yeah. It could um, take years too, and it's years, like then so. that you, if your shit gets stale and you're like, oh fucking, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to get it out. I and understand. I did the Showtime special, and that was such a great success. But it like it. 
like I did that. I'm not saying like it's like I wouldn't love to do it again. Right. It's just like I, you know, like do we do the same thing? Because then you're not really doing anything. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So I don't know what's gonna happen with that. But right now, what you just said about stand up being the thing you love the most, yeah. like, that's what I'm all about. So for me, I'm like now that the tour is over for the next three months that I'm here before my next date, I gotta put together a new show. So I'm like, I'm hitting up everyone. I was just at the Ha Ha earlier yeah, today. Yeah here at the last it's Factor. beautiful I'll dude when you're working club, you any can do open that. mic just to do i love being on stage so, so for, cool. the, my next plan is to be on stage as much as possible in a club and that, it's so funny because when younger comics ask like what, what do you do what do you do it's like just get up there dude just get, get up, up there, there every fucking night and if yeah. you don't feel like you should be up there every night then you're probably not doing the it's, right thing yeah if you don't have really. to be up there all the time especially when you're starting like if it's a pain for you to get up fucking every night of the week at least once or something then maybe fucking you know this because it's not easy. No, it's a meat grinder. Yeah, and You're it's supposed like, to put yourself through it to come out the other side with some kind of perspective. Sure, and then do work to. too. You know, like work while yeah. you're doing it yeah, and yeah, yeah. hustle. Grind, but it's sure. beautiful like to hear like guys like you already at a level it's like you know just like fucking bill burr and sebastian and all the guys that well, on their off nights when they're in town they're up they're, they're like up. getting up they're yeah, not like well, on I'm a stage too and dude like just proof is in the pudding like when i i made a name for myself out in the middle east mm -hmm. i moved here specifically to do more shows because every time i'm in the middle east i'm doing a show it's you're coming you're paying to see nimmer and it's like every time, so it's like you don't get to work out you don't a lot. Get to work out, with yeah. yeah. And every time money. they come, they're like, "Fuck, we, 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 we want to see this joke. We want something right. new." And I'm like, "I can't write a new hour and a half every exactly. week." That's like Ismo, um, Ismo. I don't know, awesome. dude. He's the best. He's got similar situation. He's like huge in Finland, right? Yeah. And he's dope, fucking comedian, just Insanely everywhere. Good. I love him, dude. Insanely like, good. And and Ismo is just so fucking funny. Like I remember meeting him at the world, uh, whatever the world uh, funniest comedian uh, yeah. or whatever. And he, I remember watching him from the top. I go, dude, this guy's a monster. Like, like he's so good and and he goes to finland and does his shit and, and he told me the same thing he's like dude and he does two hour shows because just people come and they want the you know they paid for a ticket yep. and also he's got it he's got yeah. the material and he just talks and he yeah. goes he would write a new hour like almost every time exactly. he was going exactly. up to do it which it shows because he's thing. got so much shit to talk about and exactly like, i could i could do shows here for like years just off of the yeah backlog. and i remember when we first met you were telling me like dude this is my like sixth seventh hour yeah. or something and i'm like holy yeah, shit i'm working on my ninth now my that's ninth so crazy. hour and a half to two hours the show we did in lebanon was two hours and 27 minutes sorry to bother you so it was <laughs> <laughs> dude that's so, so no, nuts. But i mean it's it was i'll be honest like that's amazing yes but they weren't as good as they could have been if I had done fewer shows. Yeah. It was more out of necessity. Like, people love the shows. Right. I have people walk up to me, and they're like, oh, I Have the Tiger was your best show. Or, and I'm like, that show is fucking trash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but you did, you never know what is going to, like, catch on with you, some people or what know, they yeah. love. And the thing is, at the end of the day, it was, like, out of necessity. Mm -hmm. But when I came here, I loved that I could go up every night, test out the same yeah, and work minutes, it, tweak and work, it. I become shit. such a better comic, dude. You know? Tonight, yeah, it was great to watch you. I haven't seen you in so long, Thank and it's you, like, man. and also, I remember when you first came here, you know, and it's hard to get out of a mindset of it's like, very hard, you know, because dude, it's literally like there's different sensibilities and there's different shit, and some stuff works, sometimes doesn't, but like, just being that that aware also, yeah. and then being able not to change your act, but you know, to be no, like, I fuck, I can hang. Stand, I came here more over there. It was like. You had, you know, you're doing an hour and a half, two hours on stage, so you're gonna have comedy that's strict stand-up material, but a lot of it is also just like entertainment. Like, yeah, you're riffing and you're having you're a good riffing, time you're up there. Time, you're talking to the crowd. Yeah, you're and interacting, it's... and because you have to, because you have to fill up a fucking mm -hmm. hour and a half, two hours. So to be able to come here and, and get into the more nuanced, like art craft of it right like the material like the brilliant and it shows here because you can't just get by on no. like no, 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 just no, fluff can't. here you yeah. know i mean there's like there's a hundred of you yeah there's yeah there's everybody and then people. that's why like no one gives a fuck and mm -hmm. it's like you know and some guys are and i enjoy actually riffing and doing all that yeah. stuff but it's like dude you tell like really the people care about the shit that you know you worked on and is your point of view you know what I mean? Your, Not just like some riff with your thing. Worth. Yeah, true. No, 100%, man. And it's like, I'm just trying to get that, figure that shit out, you know? like, And I'm almost like, you, to where now I can be myself. Yeah, like be you've already figured, You're still trying. Yeah, no, no. I'm just saying like now where I go, this is like my style of yeah. shit. Or like this oh. is how I do my thing. And like people yeah, go, oh, that's an Amir is, K. Is, is, is so recognizable. That's it's, an Amir K bit. That's, that's his K like bit. mannerisms or that's how he acts 100%. on stage or whatever, you know? The energy, man. Yeah, and like keeping that. And then also, like, that's how I was funny back in the day, you know, like in a group, you know, like when I, we'd be I've at a. I always said it like when you're on stage, I love seeing you on stage because I'm like, that's not an act. 
that's a person who's himself who's become so comfortable on stage because it's like you know bruce lee used to say when when you when before you do martial arts a punch is a punch and a kick is a kick right. then you start doing martial arts and you're like okay so the punch so i gotta hold the fist and then chamber my energy and push off from the ground and what and for years you're like it's all this like you're thinking about it and then after years of practice it's a just punch fluid. is a punch and a kick is a kick yeah and it's like what you just said like that was just me i used to be funny like that and then you go through this whole thing where you start overthinking just to get back to that to get back to exactly just to get back to being the funny guy at the party yeah and now ask me like do you get nervous on stage i'm like no i get excited Mm -hmm. i used to get nervous yeah yeah. now i get excited like this could be another great night oh dude i think when that happens and you're able to just hang out and be on stage and just be like dude this is it and i always liken that sometimes i'll be in a set going dude this is fucking insane they pay me to be here yeah yeah. and they're also like i have a mic and we're at a party and i just get to talk for one hour yeah and like just be after they pay me and everything i get a round of applause (laughs) <laughs> it's so funny we just yeah and it's like dude it feels so good and everyone's happy to see you yeah when you get to town like yeah. everyone that comes to your show is so happy to see you so it's like how could you not get like selfishly like so much joy out of this out of fucking this thing. thing i don't understand jaded comics i don't either and it they're like fucking this. i'm like why are you doing it then or yeah. like you know like dude i was in fucking whatever for so long but dude, this place and i'm like don't do it you don't have to do yeah. it no one's asking you to yeah. fucking come it's a joy. It's unbridled joy. I've never experienced anything like it. I tell people, they're like, man, is it hard to do what you do? I'm like, if you went to work every morning, people gave you a round of applause just to be there. Yeah. Then they listened to you intently and then gave you a round of applause as you left and then gave you a check. That's insane. I mean, it's a dream. It's a goddamn dream. And the only thing, like, I'll find myself, catch myself complaining, like, this fuck flight's so early. Like, what? <laughs> like, dude, you don't work, like, the whole day. Right. Like, you can do yeah. be writing and shit, but, like, really, yeah, there's yeah. nothing that you need yeah. to do other than go on stage. I mean, not, and there's what, other parts. And people ask for in return is, uh, like, a picture. Right. And it's just, it's I mean, so even little. that, like, even just being somewhere and then they, the people go, like, they came to see you. Like, I'm yeah. sure you know the yeah. feelings. Like, like you yeah, get they it. Got dressed up. They they and they, it's a like it's, it's a night with you. And they're yeah. like and then so that's why I, like a lot of times I would go fuck around a lot on stage and shit. And then I I did learn. I was like, dude, these people are actually like paying good money. But also I'm an artist, so I get to have fun still. Yeah. And if I feel like doing a riff or having a good time, you can still do. As it, long but as you give like, them everything, as long as you're actually putting it all out there, yeah. being like, hey man, this is this is a show. This is what I fucking do. Yeah. And this is like. And I'm going to paint some good shit for you tonight. You know what I mean? Like here you go. You you what you do is what I think every comic who has the right to call themselves a comic um is you you create a when a when a real comic gets on stage it's a new world like you get to be a part of their world if when they leave the stage you see your world differently Mm -hmm. because of the energy of just being a part of that comics world for for even 10 minutes then that person's a cop that's what a comic is to me like a world creator yeah you go like oh they see your perspective on the world and they go oh dude i would know what it's like hanging out with him and and i would know how he what how his brain works how his brain works and now my brain is going to be different i'm going to see oh you might see something differently yeah Yeah. see something differently because of a person that's what a comic that's what like the power of comedy is like it's a fucking superpower i remember we were okay so i'm gonna tell a story about us on cnn (laughs) <laughs> All right, so we're on CNN, me and Nemer, and like, you know, back in Qatar. Yeah, back. Oh no, it was in. We were in no, Abu Dhabi. This was in. No, oh, we were at the em- we were at the Emirates yeah, Palace, yeah, dude, in Abu, in Abu Dhabi. Dhabi, which Mohammer is there now. And I yeah. just texted him. I go jump in the fountain, dude. We were fucking. <laughs> we could have got fucking murdered over there. I think for swimming in the fountain at yeah. fucking Abu Dhabi Palace, like uh, I mean Emirates, Emirates Palace. Palace. Anyways, so we they CNN, CNN Middle East mm-hmm. wants to do an interview, and it's me, you, and Aaron Cater. I think mm-hmm. that we, and then and I was just like. I think I was whatever I maybe fucked up or something I don't know I was just like in such a funny mood that I was like I was not taking it very seriously but I was listening to your answers because you are do, making a movement for you yeah. know what I'm saying like for you it's like yeah. dude, dude there isn't a big scene you know and yeah, I was no, like super new in my comedy career and shit I'm just like dude this is all just fun you know I just go up and <laughs> have fun and you were like no I'm actually like saying something and you oh, know oh and, I know and, no, no and it was dope because your answer was like actually true you're like no I do care like what yeah. I'm saying, because to you and for you and for I'm Lebanese people, the, for yeah. Lebanese people, it's like, dude, your voice and not like to say it isn't here. It's like, dude, you're really actually making a difference for a lot of people that like didn't even me, know this world existed. For me, it was like comedy can be 
uh just an like it's a friday night i'm gonna go grab a few drinks and waste an hour yeah or it could be so much more right. and and just when you have anything that could be so much more like why not tap into its full potential and that's when i kind of opened my eyes out i'm like fuck dude he's kind of right really like i mean i, I but then that. so no funny. but no but it was it was in a way of like dude i like like i said the art of this and just going up and yeah. be able to create and then just creating a fun yeah. world for them without trying to be like i'm gonna change your political views now oh. you know or some shit like that because yeah. that's not fun no, to me in my act yeah, that's what there's clapter too which is a problem now i'm sure you've heard the term what have you clapter no instead of laughter so there's oh, a, lot everyone... of, a lot of comics now that are doing material that there's nothing really funny happening but it's all clapping and people are like yeah like like preach truth what i like to do is to provide the wisdom mm -hmm. and the perspective i'm not political I liked it, but it has to be fucking hilarious. Dude, that's, I think, like, that's the one. Thing. If it's not hilarious, then it's, and I love the term clapter because when I heard that on the internet circulating, I was like, shit, that's exactly the problem. How many specials do you see today? Yeah, where, preachy shit where they're like, preach, and we got to do, and you, you know what it is. This, and, this, and you know what, and and then, go, he's right, <laughs> or she's people, right. Yeah, and that's what Lebanon was in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. Like circling back to that point, when I get there in the 90s, I want to start doing stand-up. It's because everybody was going to a show because they either hated the person, the person performing hated, yeah. or they liked who he or she liked right and they would just go and he'd say the most mundane like if you hate trump and some comic goes up and says an even half-assed joke about trump yeah. where it's not even smart or funny you're gonna yeah, burst yeah, into yeah. applause so it's like it's kind of pandering you know what i'm saying and it's like your material is only as good as what the the topic you're talking about is right take a look at lewis black and he's a politically charged comic but his material is so fucking funny and timeless yeah, yeah. that you can still watch his specials regardless of your view yeah because yeah, it's not like it's not the he's not out there preaching politics he's out there being a comic like a carlin kind of type right, like George right, right. Carlin where he just told you how it was he goes this is social was, commentary it was hilarious yeah, which yeah. is why you memorize it but all these other comics i don't remember any of the jokes because mm -hmm. i just i remember what they stood for but i don't remember what the fuck the joke was i get you you know, so no, for me, it was always like because the Lebanese people, that's they held me to that standard. Yeah. Like, I'm a huge deal. I and they did, also came to hear like your opinion on whatever these yeah, things that are going on. It had to be funny. Like, I remember I did a show, my first, like my second, sorry, like arena show, 3000 people at the time. There had been no show of that size in the Middle East. And it's in a Roman Coliseum. Mm -hmm. And it's a two hour show. I'm an hour and 40 minutes in. I've been crushing for an hour and 40 minutes. We did a wave. Like it was a fucking concert. Like it was hilarious. And then I get to this point where I'm talking about something. I didn't have a joke. I was just, it was a point I wanted to make. So I was making it. And some guy shouts out from the crowd, where's the joke? In the, kept in, you honest. Yeah, kept yeah. me honest. Yeah. And like, that's the thing about like being in front of a Lebanese crowd. Like, like we want to hear your perspective. But you better, like, we're here Deliver to laugh. The but if laughs. you can make us laugh and give us a great perspective, we love you for that. Yeah. But if you don't want to give us a perspective, that's fine. Just make sure we laugh. Like, at the minimum. So it's not the other way around. That's I think true. a lot of people are Well, that's that. good that you don't get that slack there. No, you never do. You know, that's not so even, cool. Even in this show, I yeah. got people messaging me because we started, like, an hour late. No shit. Because they were, they were like, they're like, it's unacceptable that we have to wait for another. Yeah, like, they're like, hey, motherfucker, like, do your job. But they're right. Yeah. I work for them. That's pretty cool. They're right. That's so, yeah. pretty cool, dude. Brian, what do you think about the uh, this entire conversation? Um, I love. I, I mean, seeing both of you guys perform, it's just amazing. For one, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm an American citizen, so I've seen a lot of the American you know society, and uh, it's just great to see people with the bravery to just really step it up in America, especially now with it. it's so hard uh, for people to find their way. Gone down. With the, with the big, with such a large society. That's a damn good answer. Yeah, that's a pretty damn good answer. You know, Brian, bro. what are you doing in 2020? There's an election <laughs> that you should run for. Right. How, how old are you, Brian? I, I haven't hooked up with enough um, Lebanese women. <laughs> I said Lebanese women as he Yeah, he goes prostitute. I go, oh, hey. Uh, to be a politician. To be a Phoenix, ladies and gentlemen, my boy. Brian, get on stage, brother. That shit's dope. What do you do for a living? Uh, I'm, in, you know, I'm in um, photography and. Really? Uh, I do more like media for companies. What, and what kind of photography? Uh, my sister's a fashion photographer. That's why I'm asking. Plug your Instagram, yeah, yeah, dude. I've done a little fashion. You know, I do fashion and. What's your Instagram? Mostly work with businesses and in their marketing campaigns. What's your Instagram? Let's plug it. He doesn't want to say, dude. Really? You get robbed. <laughs> okay. No, you can say it if you'd like. Um, you know, I, I don't really, 
I have uh, one, you know, few Instagrams. But <laughs> Brian's been posing as a chick. He's been catfishing people. <laughs> Brian's one of those catfishes. If you ever see a hot chick and you go, who is this? No, I actually had my identity. Uh, someone took my Oh, for real? Oh, yeah, shit. Okay, leave I, it then. I was trying to, you know, I was trying to, uh, you know, when you, you look at other names that are available, you're just like messing around and someone jacked my name. So I'm just like, whatever, Instagram. <laughs> I don't care. Word. <laughs> I, th- I think that's a great way to end the that's podcast. That's a great way to end it. Whatever, Instagram. <laughs> Whatever I don't even Instagram. care. I'm so bad so long. Fuck this you, is Instagram. the Bill Dawes podcast with Amir K, Bryant with a T, and Nimmer. We're all going by our only our first names. That's it. That's it. Amir, Nimmer, and Bryant. Thanks for listening, guys, and tuning into this episode yeah. of Bill Dawes is in here. Bill Dawes is in here. He's at the Laugh Factory. Doing a set. He's probably going to get off soon. He's going to get off soon. And we're Thanks gonna... for listening. Dude, Nimmer, it was great to catch up with you, Dude, actually. it was great to catch up with I you. I mean, too. I haven't seen you. In, like, how funny is it that we haven't seen each other and we keep talking about catching up and then we yeah, have yeah. to catch up on a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> That's the hey, way man. to tell me more. Yeah. But listen, this week... The coming week after yeah. the weekend, because I'm sure you're busy up going. To oh, you're putting me on record with this? Yeah, I think this <laughs> week, bro, we gotta go grab lunch. Let's do it. I'm married now. I want you to meet my wife, dude. You're married, yeah, bro. Holy shit, yeah, bro! Look, I'm wearing the ring and everything. So, That's beautiful. Uh, I'd love for for you to meet her, man. She's, Let's do uh, it. I'll take you to a Persian place or I go to Lebanese. Well, either one. You pick one and the other. Whatever we do first, we'll do the other second. See how we and do. Everybody that. listening, make sure you stop by the Laugh Factory if you're ever in Los Angeles, because that's the uh, that's one hell of a comedy club right there. 100. Mm-hmm. percent Thanks for listening, guys. Brian, next sign out. Brian, you gotta tell Come on, Brian. Sign up. <laughs> Word. Everyone. Oh, Word. <laughs> we just did ayahuasca. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. It's the after laugh, after laugh. Welcome to the after laugh, after laugh, after laugh, <laughs> after laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead, pull up a chair. <laughs>